your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to this Friday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. We're still going to be talking about um, the top 50 NHL players you can find out on the Lockdown NHL podcast with Joe DiBiase, Mike DeStefano, and Rachel Donner. They reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Lockdown NHL Network of Podcasts. You can subscribe to the Lockdown NHL Podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. Today's uh, release schedule was actually the 50 through 41 list. Um, one of the Pittsburgh Penguins was on there, and that was Chris Letang at number 46. Um, you all have heard my thoughts on the Locked On NHL's um, top 50 list. I don't agree with a lot of the players on there. There are definitely some, you know, people on there. Uh, you know, I'm sure you all saw today. Pierre Luc Dubois is on the 50 to 41. He should not even be close to being on there over someone like Evgeny Malkin or Sean Couturier. But you know, um, other people had other votes as well. I can tell you what my top 10 was, if I remember this correctly. I believe I had Connor McDavid 1, Sidney Crosby 2, Nathan McKinnon 3, Austin Matthews 4. I believe I had uh, Andre Vasilevsky at 5, Panarin at 6, Hedman 7. I'm pretty sure I had Mark Stone at 8, Patrick Kane 9, and then oh, I'm like blanking on who I had. Um, and, and I believe I had Leon Dreisaitl at number 10. That was my top 10 at least. But I believe I did have Evgeny Malkin in the top 20 to 25. But, you know, this segment we will, we will, we will be focusing, excuse me, on Chris Letang. Always has been so underappreciated for his career. He, I, I think he is definitely still a top 50 player in the NHL. I mean, when he's um, on his game, again, I've been saying this for so many years now, I don't think there are 10 defensemen in this league that are better than him. And I just think overall, just even when you look at the Penguins fan base, and there's a lot of interesting characters, I guess I would say, when they talk about Chris Letang, I always use him as basically like a barometer for someone's hockey knowledge. Like, if you think he's good, okay, I can probably respect most of your hockey uh, takes. But if you think he's bad and if you think he's been a plague on the Penguins for as long as uh, he's been here, um, you probably don't know what you're talking about and you probably should not follow the team as much, I think is my best way of saying it. And, and here's the, the latest example. You know, you go back to his 2009-10 season, um, 55.2 core CP1 percentage, 2010 11 55.1%, 2011-12, 54.4%, 2013-54%. Had a little bit of a down year in 2014, but also I think that was the year he had a stroke when he played in 37 games. 2014-15, 55.6%. 2015-16, which I think was his best season of his career, 54.6%. Then the next year, 53.3%. Uh, that was the year he suffered the herniated disc in 2017. 2018, 55%. 2018 19, 53.8%, and then 2019 20, 51.8%. This year went down a little bit, but he has always been a consistent, positive player in the Corsi Fenwick percentage. And again, he was on the ice this year for almost 58% of the actual goals. If you go throughout his career, again, starting in 2009 10, 2009 10. 
52.7% of the actual goals for, 53.3% in 2011, 62.5% of the actual goals for in 2012. I know that Penguins team was loaded, and then it gets even better the next year. 64% of the actual goals for Chris Letang was on the ice. Then you have 55.4% in 2015, 51% in 2016. He is just a menace every single time he is on the ice. And then if you go to the scoring chances for, he had a five-year stretch of at least basically 55% or better from 2014-15 all the way into 2018-19. He also had a really good stretch from 2009 all the way up to 2013. Um, all of these are well above 53 to 54%. High danger, he's always on the ice around 53 to 54% of the high danger chances for. And then for goals for, he's usually well over 51, 53, 54%. I mean, he is just, he has been a rock for this defensive core ever since he came onto the team. He has always been there for the biggest moments that this team has had in the Sid and Gino era. I mean, for God's sakes, that shift that he had in 2016 um, in Game 6 to win them, that, that was the Stanley Cup winner, and he was just making the Sharks look like fools every step of the way. And then even just honestly that entire playoff run, I think that was the best hockey I've ever seen Chris Letang play and the best hockey we'll probably ever see him play overall. And even this past year, you know, if you look at his stats, played in the 55 games, um, for actual goals for him, ice, 51 goals for, 37 goals against, 58% of the actual goals for when Chris Letang was on the ice for scoring chances for, 441 to 430. Um, high danger chance for, a little bit below at 45.2%, but I think I chalk that up to Brian Dumoulin being out for a large chunk of the season, at least early, because he was playing with P.O. Joseph. That just wasn't working out, and then he just kept getting flip-flopped until Brian Dumoulin came back, and then they started to play some really good hockey. But um, I've always found Chris Letang to be very underappreciated throughout his Penguins tenure. I mean, there have been plenty of times where he has been a top-five defenseman in this league. I think, you know, you go back to... I'm trying to remember that season overall... Um, I think it was the 2012-2013 season when P.K. Subban won the Norris. I think that was the season it was. Yeah, confirm. Yeah, P.K. Subban won the Norris in 2013. But honestly, Chris Letang was a better player that season. If you go look at Jay Fresh's stuff, and I can't um, emphasize enough to please subscribe uh, to his charts because he just his player cards are absolutely incredible. 98% wins above replacement for Chris Latang that year. Subans, 92%. If you go look at the other percentiles, 99 percentile for even strength offense for Tanger, 60% for Subban, 88% even strength defense for him, 52% for Latang. But primary assist per 60, the 100th percentile, Subban was at the 88th percentile. Um, it, it, a lot of these are close, but I would still take Chris Letang that season, um, and he honestly should have won the Norris that year. It's, it's really the only thing that's missing from his resume, but I will always die on the hill that he is and will forever be the greatest defenseman in this franchise's history. Again, I understand that Paul Coffey played here. I know Larry Murphy played here. I know Alf Samuelson played here. I know Sergey Gonchar has played here and so many other outstanding defensemen. But when you look at you know his longevity 
how elite he has been throughout his entire career, how he has most of the defenseman records already, and how he continues to play at such a high level even when he's into his mid-30s. It's just not even close, in my opinion, and goes to show how awesome he is and how he is still a top 50 player in this league today. I'm happy that he made it. I know it stinks that Evgeny Malkin did not make it and that he was snubbed. Um, all three of them should have made it, but I am glad Latang got the recognition that he deserves and got on that list because I feel like a lot of people sleep on him and his underlying numbers and even his counting stats are just magnificent year after year. And so many people don't even notice these small defensive plays that he makes on a nightly basis that just go unnoticed to the casual fan. You know, whether it's this making sure a pinch doesn't happen or, you know, a, a small little play on a two-on-one or something in front of the net, behind the net, whatever. He's always there to make sure nothing bad happens. And I can safely say that everyone, and I mean everyone in this fan base, will miss him once he calls it quits. But I wanted to dedicate this first segment to Crystal Tang because I, I, I thought it was really important to me to get some of that off my chest and just to show all of you that he is still an elite player in this league. And I can't wait for him to hopefully sign that next contract extension here so that he can finish his career in Pittsburgh. But okay, that's that on Crystal Tang. We do have a lot more to get to for this episode of Locked On Penguins. I think I'm going to go a little bit into Evan Rodriguez going into next season and why I think he could have um, a decent role for this team. I haven't touched a lot on him. I think he's been kind of going a little bit under the radar for Pittsburgh ever since he re-signed, but he's going to be fully healthy, and I really think he can contribute um, his best season uh, counting stats-wise if he is in the lineup full-time. I've always been a big fan of him, but before we do get to that, we have to touch on a couple of things, one of them being that online as it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. You can head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You can make a bet on Thursday, September 9th between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts with the promo code Locked On. And we also have something new to touch on for this last one. Um, does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for their good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So the, for this segment, like I said, um, going into the commercial break, I did want to touch on 
um, Evan Rodriguez because I definitely think he is a bit slept on um, just going into this season. So he was signed to um, a short-term contract. I'm pretty sure it was a one-year, $1 million deal again. Um, and he's had a pretty decent sample size with Pittsburgh. I know it's small, you know, but with 2019-20, uh, only seven games, but 63%. Um, of the chances when Rodriguez was on the ice. And then this past season played in 35 games, 54.4% um, of the chances while he was on the ice. He's always had a strong Corsi Fenwick numbers. Um, you know, even in 2018-19 with Buffalo, before the trade, he played 74 games, was at 51.5% with chances on the ice. Uh, for actual goals, four goals against, 15 goals for, 18 goals against um, this year. Um, so, I mean, he's been kind of in the negative throughout that, but I also um, don't think he's had competent line mates for a lot of his career. This, this honestly, that 45.4% was probably one of his better marks um, throughout his career, at least in a full season. And the last one, he had 48% in Buffalo, 36 goals for, 39 goals again. So um, definitely a bit similar, but I think um, in a full-time role, if he's not getting hurt, um, that should be a lot higher. If you go to the scoring chances for, scoring chances against, um, it was basically right at smack down the middle, 160 scoring chances for, 161 scoring chances against. Um, the year before that, though, in that very small sample size with the Penguins, 27 scoring chances for, 17 uh, scoring chances against for 61.3%. Um, that was his second best of his career. That his, his other one came in 2015-16, but that was only two games. So we're not really going to count that. But as for high danger, again, split down the middle. It's basically 71 chances for, 71 chances against. It, it, it actually is 72, so 49.6%. But the year before that... Um, 12 high danger chances for, 4 high danger chances against. And as for high danger goals for, again, last season, 9 to 9. So I think there's a lot of room here to grow for Rodriguez. I really think the biggest thing that screwed him last season was playing on the line with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. That's just not where you want to play him. I mean, you know, everyone was clowning on Mike Sullivan, and rightfully so. You know, I obviously, I love Sully. I think he's a great coach. Um, but putting Rodriguez on there, even when Kasperi Captain had come over from Europe uh, due to the visa issues, I know um, he spent, I think, the first couple of games on the fourth line. But after that, he continued to play him down there to get his conditioning back up. It was just almost like, okay, put him with Sid. He'll get his conditioning back up in no time. There's really no reason to continue to have have Evan Rodriguez on there, just basically just coaching malpractice. I think you know eventually he did come off that top line, got back in the bottom six where he belonged, and you know played pretty fine until he got hurt. I think that was the biggest thing that screwed um, Rodriguez over last season. Um, uh, and overall, just so everyone knows, uh, five goals, seven assists, twelve points uh, for Rodriguez last season, at least at five five. If I go to the um, let me see if I go to all situations for him uh, last season. So uh, seven goals, 14 points in the 35 games. So uh, my fault on that. But you can really see um, that the production has been there throughout his career. The last full season that he played, and it's actually the only full season that this guy has played just because he's been so banged up and you know out of the lineup a lot in Buffalo due to healthy scratches. 74 games in 2018-19, had nine goals 29 points in those 74 games at all situations. If we go to just 5v5 here, just for a second, according to Natural Satrick, 
um, that have seven goals, 21 points in those 74 games. And that's on Buffalo, for God's sake, people. I mean, the Sabres were really bad during that season anyway. So we've seen him come close to double-digit goals uh, twice, actually three times for his career. In 2017-18, he had seven goals, 18 assists. All situations good for 25 points in 48 games, basically a half um, half a point-per-game player when he was playing. But I really do think if... If he is fully healthy this year and he is in the lineup every single night, this could be a 10, easily I think a 10 goal score. This could be a 15 to 16 goal score for this team this season. And that would be huge because that I think would, I guess, erase a little bit of some doubts that some people have about the team's floor depth. I mean, if you've been listening to me throughout the offseason, I've been saying that this team right now, as constructed, is not as deep as they were um, last season. But if they can get some production from players that, you know, some people probably don't expect um, them to, I think that would really have some questions answered for those people. You know, I've already touched on Danton Hyde, and I think he could really have a big season. Obviously, I brought Brock McGinn on. He thinks he could have a really big impact as well. But I do think people are sleeping on Rodriguez because, you know, if that fourth line is Rodriguez, Ashton Reese and Bluger, and you want to put McGinn up with Zucker and Carter or whoever else or Danton Heinen or something, that's fine because Rodriguez is also a pretty decent defensive player as well. I mean, I'd have to look at his player card uh, from JFresh and stuff, but I think he ranks in at least um, the 50 percentile, which is, you know, you obviously want to break positive in, in almost every category on that card, but he's always been a reliable player when he's been in Lana. The trick is continue to play him, develop him a little bit more, and just make sure that he can stay healthy because I really think he can be a 15 to 16 goal scorer for this team this season. And I think that's going to be one of my bold predictions. I'll just say it now, um, you know, when I do my full bold predictions before the season and training camp, I think Evan Rodriguez will score at least 15 goals for this team next season. I'm willing to go out and put my name on that. We'll have to see if that shakes out that way, but I'm definitely really high on Evan, and I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, we do have a couple more things to bring up uh, for the last segment of the show, but before we do that, it's time to talk about a couple of things. One of them being everyone's delicious um, protein bar, which is Built Bar. There is something for everyone. When you talk to a fan of Built Bar, they're always passionate about their favorites. Many of the flavors, I've said it so many times, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted caramel, double chocolate. That's one I feel like is really underrated. You can get a mixed box if you haven't tried all the flavors, and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off that order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. We also cannot forget about Rock Auto. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why should you choose to spend 30%? 50% or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Uh, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. And you can write Locked On in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we 
sends you amazing selection, right below prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, there hasn't been too much Penguins news, but we did see this today. Um, this did come across my timeline. I, I almost actually forgot it, to be honest with you all. But um, Teddy Bluger was playing in the Olympic uh, qualifiers today. Um, for those that have been a bit out of the loop, it's looking like the NHL players will be going to the Olympics um, in January, oh, January, in February, excuse me, um, it sounds like the, um, the IIHF is going to have COVID insurance for the players, which has been a big hurdle in negotiations with the NHL and the IOC. So it's looking promising right now. But today, um, Bluger, I think, had two or three goals in Latvia's game. I believe they won 8 nothing. Um, one of the goals was on the power play. Just I mean, This goal honestly reminds me. Um, of that Crosby to Kunitz goal, um, game three, 2013 against New York Islanders. Um, this player is basically right on the goal line, gives it to Bluger, who's in that Kunitz's spot, um, fires it, glove side, past the goaltender, and that was that's all she wrote, not only in this game, but of course in the Penguins-Islanders game when the Pittsburgh won 5-4 to four and went up two games to one in that series. Um, it's just, it's actually crazy how similar those two goals were. And there's also, I think, um, he had the goal to make it seven nothing. Basically, had a little bit. Um, basically, just I think crashed the net, and the goal, the call on the ice was no goal. But then they reviewed it and called it a goal as the puck did fully cross the line. So it was nice to really see um, Bluger play well in that game. Latvia actually won nine nothing, and eight of those goals uh, were in the third period. So I think they will be going to the Olympics. Um, I know they closed their tournament out Sunday against France. That might be the game they have to win to get to the Olympics. I mean, remember, I believe it was Latvia in the last Olympics that the NHL players went to, 2014. I believe they held Canada to only a one nothing loss. If I'm not mistaken, I can actually look this up right now uh, on my Mac here. Olympics. I'm just doing this real quick. Actually, yeah, it was two to one. Shea Weber scored with less than seven minutes remaining as Canada slipped past them to reach the semifinals of the 2014 Winter Olympics. That was obviously after that they went on to um, beat the United States to go to the gold medal game. But that game was tied for a long time, and it, and it was Shea Weber again with only seven minutes left to send Canada to the semifinals. Only a two to one game. So Latvia has always been a very tough out, especially um, in the last seven years when it comes to international competition. I'll be curious to see which group they slide into when the draw comes out. And best be sure, everyone, Teddy Bluger will be on that team. If he is on the qualifying team, um, he will 100% be on that team. There was also a video that the Penguins released of this whole mic'd up thing and in the room since I think it's been 10 years. And you know, that, that Max Lop here quote, I don't know if everyone watched it on the Penguins Twitter page. I can link it um, in on the podcast when I tweeted out the link on the Locked on Penguins page and on my page. Uh, just Max Lop here being a fool. You had Zach Sill being hilarious. Patrick Hornquist basically being like, oh, I got a penalty? Okay, thank you. <laughs> and then it's just like, there's so many great moments that has come from that show. I remember, the, you know, the first time I watched that, I think it was around, I want to say... 
12, 13. I remember I was just so starstruck by it because this was something that you, you never really saw before just because it's it's all inside access. Not a lot of other teams are doing it. And the fact that that show has gone on for 10 years just goes to show um, how great of a production team the Penguins have had and how just everyone seems to love that show year after year after year. And, and best be assured, everyone, that show will be back again this season. But I don't think there's too much more to talk about uh, for today's episode. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening to this one. We're only less than a, than a month away from training camp. I mean, that's the funny thing here. You know, we're going to have a lot more content coming up uh, starting next month. I mean, um, just to let everyone know, we will be three days a week up until September 20th. That's when around the Penguins training camp starts. Then we'll be back to five days a week as the team will be practicing, playing some preseason games. And then, of course, October 12th, regular season debut against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Back-to-back meets, back-to-back, and we'll try to bring on some more guests as even as the offseason comes to a close. So keep it right here on Locked on Penguins. I appreciate every one of you listening. And again, there's so many more big things that I have planned for this podcast. The grind does not stop here. Um, and I can't wait to share all of those with you at a later date. So thank you all so much for listening, and we'll do another one of these next week.